What's the difference between the Apostle Paul and Onesimus? Today on the Midweek Move, we're going to talk about that. Hello, welcome to the Midweek Move, podcast extension of The Healing Places, the podcast where we examine the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what is happening here? And ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by again, again, by our good friend, Mr. Caesar. How you doing, bud? Not too bad. What's going on? <laughs> Glad yes. to have you back for a another round yes. as we journey through Philemon. That was awesome last week. I enjoyed it. I thought uh, it was a good too. conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, really excited. Seven verses, 35 minutes. Yes. Let's see how long we can do it with four verses today. You want to beat 35 minutes? I, was, <laughs> we'll say, I just want the Lord to move, man. That's all yes. I want. <laughs> so, but we're continuing this conversation. If you guys haven't checked it out, make sure you guys go back, check out uh, last week's episode. But also, I do want to remind you guys that um, here on campus, our pastor just did a, a series going through the book of Philemon. And uh, by book, it's one singular chapter, mm-hmm. but it was we did four weeks of it. And if you guys want to hear those messages, there will be a link in the description down below for the message that uh, it covers the same verses that we're covering today. Okay. So if you guys check that out, have fun with it. Yes. That being said, let's jump into it. Ladies and gentlemen, finally, I'm in chapter one, verses eight through verses eight and nine. Let's read that real quick. Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ, now pause right there. Here we have him. He's Paul's talking to Philemon, and he's like. He's, he's kind of like, you know, you're a great guy. You're very loving. You've encouraged everybody, individuals. And on the front end, he started off by saying, he's like, I'm a prisoner. Mm-hmm. But now he's saying, therefore, I may be very bold in Christ to commend to command you what is fitting. Yet for love's sake, I rather appeal to you being such as uh, being such a one as Paul, the aged and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. Now here, Paul, he, again, he's beginning his appeal for Onesimus. He begins by stating that he could easily just pull the, the authority card. He's like, yeah. I'm the apostle. Yeah, I'm Paul, the apostle, the great one among you. He could easily have done that. Instead, he's appealing to the very thing that makes Philemon great. Yes. His love. That's right. In the military, we have a phrase uh-huh. uh, for this. It's called pull rank. Mm. You know, in the military, we, we go by rank. Right. We rank up E1 through 9, and then the officers have their, have their own. Right. And he's saying that, I'm not going to pull rank on you. I can, right. but I won't. Right. I'm going to appeal to your good side. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's what he's doing. He's, like, he's appealing to his love. Yes. Now, Paul is... Literally humbling himself in front of Philemon. Mm-hmm. What uh, while he is a respected leader in the flesh, he's in the flesh. He's just a old man, right? Who's in prison? Yeah. So my question becomes now: Onesimus. We get some context for Onesimus. Onesimus is a is a former slave mm-hmm. of Philemon. He either broke or stole something. Yeah. And he ran off. He ran away. Right. And. Um, according to Roman law, zero rights. Okay. Um, if he was captured, uh, he was abused. He was uh, taken back to his master who would abuse him even more mm-hmm. because he's he violated Roman law. 
You know, he yeah. stole, broke something. He offended his wife. Uh, it was interesting because this was addressed to his wife. Okay. And typically in that time frame, the woman was the wife was the 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 mistress of the house. She was in charge of the day to day affairs of the home. Okay. And um, so not only is he offended Philemon, but he's offended the wife. And I don't care how uh, much huh. things have changed over the years. Right. Uh, if you make your the wife angry, the yeah. husband's gonna have to do something about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, so there's a saying out there. That says happy wife, happy life. Right, right. And so he's going against all this. You oh, know, yeah. He's messing and, everything up. Yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot of guts. In, this, in fact, it wasn't common for slaves who had done this to run away to populated areas like Rome. Yeah. Because they could hide. Now, somehow, Onesimus meets Paul. Yeah. And we're going to get into a kind of a life change situation that took place that, but what's the difference between Onesimus, a runaway slave who has no rights. And then a feeble old man who's a prisoner. The difference between them. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of differences there. I mean, one of them has clearly broken the law, right? The other one subjectively, mm-hmm. I think to me, that's like the main difference between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Onesimus has objectively broken the law, Mm -hmm. apparently, while Paul has subjectively Mm -hmm. broken the law. I mean, he's still, he's in prison for what? Preaching the gospel, Mm -hmm. you know, of Jesus Christ. Right. Which is to some, to the opinion of some, Mm -hmm. the wrong preaching. Now, to your credit, yes, that's correct. However, at the same time, Station wise, mm-hmm. they both are at the same place. While it may be subjectively, it's up to debate. Paul is in prison. Yeah, he, his rights are, for you know, right. They're gone. He is in prison not just for preaching the gospel, but for basically subversing the the government. Hmm. Um, to yeah. for for going. Boo Rome. Now, he didn't necessarily say that, <laughs> but Rome didn't take kindly to things. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, so. From the from you and I looking at back at this, like that's eh, a bit of different. Like, did he really break the law? Mm. But station in life, they're virtually the same. Yeah. By by, um, I mean the equivalence is basically. I mean, they're the same dude almost. An old man who's in prison, a runaway slave. Yeah. They can't defend themselves. That is true. If Paul were to yeah. run away, I mean Paul. Paul wasn't a. I don't think he'll be able to run. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe slowly get away, but (laughs) yeah, exactly. So this is where we're at. This is the this is the situation we're at now. Paul Mm -hmm. is talking to Philemon, and Philemon would instantly go, "Wait a minute, this is this is my mentor. Mm -hmm. This is this is Paul the apostle." This is Paul who was, you know, blighted by God and then healed and then spent days with the, or weeks with the, uh, the other apostles. And then he came out as a, as a leader and a shaker. He, he, he went toe to toe with Peter to fight for the rights of the, of the Gentiles. Right. And he's saying he's old and just a prisoner. Like that's like in his mind, Philemon is like, what are you doing, man? Why are you talking down about yourself? Right? You're my hero, bro. But yeah. Paul begins to set up his argument of how we should see or view other people through the eyes of Christ. 
Paul is old and feeble. Mm-hmm. He was in prison. The only reason that he has authority in Philemon's life is because he has a relationship with Christ. That's right. In Christ, it's a different situation. Mm-hmm. Philemon is honoring Paul regardless of his station in life. Yeah. Paul could be, you know, in a gutter and uh, spat on all sorts of stuff. And in Philemon's eyes, he goes, that's Paul. That's still my mentor. That's my mentor. That's mm-hmm. my co-laborer in Christ. Right. That's my brother in Christ. I don't care what situation he's in. That's who he is. Okay. Paul is hoping, though, that Philemon will see Onesimus the same way. Hmm. He's going, look at Onesimus, a runaway slave, no rights. You have every right to abuse him and kill him. But yeah, as we're about to see, something different about him now. Go ahead and read verse 10 for me, man. Verse 10. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus. 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 The third one? Somewhere around there. (laughs) (laughs) Whom I have have begotten while in my chains. Okay. So this is the first mention of Onesimus so far. Hmm. What is the relationship between, just reading this passage, what's the relationship between the two of them? Well, apparently... Uh, Onesim- Onesimus is also uh, Paul's spiritual spiritual son. Maybe yeah. Paul has been a mentor for uh, to Onesimus for some time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say how long, right? Um, well, we know that it was while he was in chains, right? While Paul's been in prison. So, meaning that this is well after he's met Philemon. Philemon, right? Like, I met this guy after I met you, mm-hmm. and, you know, I became his mentor, mm-hmm. you know, in Christ and, and, and his teacher, and, and I've been discipling this guy. Yeah. You know, he, I know him. Yeah. You know. Exactly. I vouch for him. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's interesting because <clears throat> the only other person that we really see him refer to as a son of the faith is Timothy. Right. Who, of course, is, he's, Timothy's like a, a movement shaker himself, mm-hmm. and this is somebody that he, um, like he mentored when you meet Timothy, Timothy, we're not sure where his father is, mm-hmm. but we know he's like Paul. He's a man of two worlds. He's both a Jewish man, but also a Greek. Okay. He had kind of dual citizenship happening right there. Right. And, but his mom and grandmother, they poured life into him. They showed him who Christ was. And Paul basically took him on his wings. He's like, come on, young man, I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to travel with me. I'm going to raise you right. to be a man of God. I'm going to mentor you. That's, the same vocabulary he's using for Onesimus, hmm. who he's met in, in jail. And in fact, in uh, Colossians, which um, the way that we've kind of looked at things, we, we really believe that Colossians and Philemon, uh, they were written at the same time. Mm-hmm. But in Colossians, he describes Philemon as our faithful, uh, as, uh, our faithful and beloved brother. Right. And he's like, this is, this is part of the family of Christ. Right. And so... Now, again, we have Philemon who's going, this is the dude that stole from me. Yeah. He's the guy. You're my mentor. <laughs> and you're saying that he's your son in the faith? Yeah. Like, what's up with this? <laughs> <laughs> Since when? <laughs> like, for you, like, as, as a man, like, let's say, like, you have a situation where uh, somebody you respect greatly comes to you and goes, hey, here's this dude that I know that you have every right to be angry at and despise and look down upon. Yeah. Um, I care about him a lot. 
this is somebody that I like, like as close as you and I are, this is how I am. How, how do you feel about that? That's a Trump card right there. That's a Trump card. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a checkmate, man. Like can't do nothing. You know, right. can't, can't do nothing. Yeah. There's like almost like a, I don't want to say jealousy that may rise up in an individual, but you're like, you're, you're, you just don't compute. Yeah. It's like, I would, but <laughs> if he has grades for you, I guess I have to. Which we're hoping is what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, but one thing that I, yeah. one thing that I do notice is that Paul continues in this, uh, in this verse mm-hmm. to focus on his physical state. Mm-hmm. He's in chains. Yeah. He's still making focus on this. Like, don't forget. Mm-hmm. I am physically yeah. there are chains on my wrists, on yeah. my on my ankles. I am <clears throat> sorry about that. Yeah. I got, you know, there's chains on my wrists and my ankles. I'm I'm, I'm a prisoner. I'm right. in chains. Right. And this guy is probably, you know, in, in, like you said, like you just said before, in the same situation. You know, he's a yeah. runaway slave, but I'm in chains, dude. Yeah. Like don't forget this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's he's putting him on equal ground there. Mm, yeah. Uh verse eleven. Who once was Improfitable or improfitable, profitable, unprofitable to you. I can't read my Bible. <laughs> unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and me. Now this is interesting. Right. There's a bit of um, humor taking place in this verse. Oh yeah, I, I read into this. I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, it's kind of lost <clears throat> translation. The Greek term used for useless is akrestos. Akrestos. Akrestos, which is similar to the Greek word Christos. Christos, like which, Jesus Christ. Which is the Greek word for Christ, <laughs> right? And then uh, on top of that, the name for Onesimus means profitable or useful, huh. which translates to Christos, which again, it sounds like Christos. So this, yeah. this is kind of a humorous way of introducing things. He's like, okay. this Onesimus, useful, who you thought was useless, is, is now useful, <laughs> and he's like Christ, Christ, like he's like Lord of the of the of the dad puns, dad yeah. jokes happening here. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. That's like oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but besides the humor, Paul is saying uh, something radical here. Right. Uh, in the natural, Onesimus is use is a useless slave. Slave. Right. In the natural, that's what his situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Christ, he is most helpful. Hmm. He is now a co-laborer in Christ. In Christ, right. the everything's been changed. It's a different individual. It's a different situation mm-hmm. altogether. So now when faced with a significant mind shift, like that's what's happening. Philemon's having to look at this because Onesimus is probably standing in front of him while he's reading this letter. Definitely. Like it's like ding dong. And he's like, you. And he's like, hold up. <laughs> Wait a he's handing him a letter. There's Titch, uh, uh, I forgot the other guy's name with him. Also going, hold up, read this, and he's like, "All right, hold on." Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was probably he probably had the letter like in front of his face <laughs> when the door opened, like letter with a sealed face, and like letter from Paul. Yep. <laughs> read this first. And Philemon is like, "Excuse me, <laughs> and you're, you're profitable now? <laughs> now? Now you're profitable?" So he's looking at this, but he's having to change his mindset on how he sees him. Yeah. So let me ask you is when you're faced with a significant mind shift in seeing the world, how do you humble yourself and walk through that change of mind? Oh, because that's, that's a big deal. When it's rough. That's a, that's a conversation we have as, as Christians, we have to change our mind mm-hmm. and how we see things. Yeah. And our flesh goes, but this is what I've always done. 
Yeah. How do you, how have you made that change in your life? Well, I just went through this two verses ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want, I'm going to get that out of the way. Um, but <clears throat> in all seriousness, I, <sighs> well, the first thing I do mm-hmm. is I call myself dummy. <laughs> like Caesar, you're a dummy. Okay. I realize that I've been wrong. Mm-hmm. And as a man, that's like hard. Yeah. Uh, that's very hard to Word. realize it. Not to realize, to recognize, to mm-hmm. tell it to yourself, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, accept that you're wrong mm-hmm. and see, try to see the new, this new version. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, that's, you know, that just take a deep breath, mm-hmm. you know, swallow my pride, yeah. <laughs> swallow my pride and just continue, just release it to God. Work. God, thank you for showing me the right way, and I'll release everything else for uh, to to Him. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll, it'll just make me angry. Word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a different. It it takes humility, really. It does. It has to go. <sighs> maybe I was wrong. Maybe yeah. I, maybe I was taught wrong, unintentionally taught wrong, mm-hmm. and making that act choice to change. Um, and at the same time, we have to have grace with people who don't get that. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that mindset. I remember. Years ago, um, Celeste had taken uh, a couple of individuals home for me. I was, mm-hmm. I was the, uh, I think I was the youth pastor. No, I was a kids pastor. She and my sister were volunteering with the youth ministry, and they were taking a, a teenager home. Mm-hmm. And I was about to, me and my buddy Adrian, <clears throat> were about to take a, a kid home after church. Mm-hmm. And so I called Celeste and said, "Hey, you know, where are you guys at? What's going on? How far out are you at? Just making plans." And the kid goes, "It was that." Miss Les, it's like, yeah. He goes, are you all called dating? It's like, yeah, we're dating. And he goes, does she live with you? I'm like, nah, man. I mean, we're not married. And he goes, oh. And it was kind of weird. He's like, well, I just, you know, my dad always has his girlfriends living with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of explained to him, like, nah, you know, I, I know that's what you see, but that's not appropriate. That's not godly. That's not what God has for you. Right. And I remember, and I remember having to talk with him about how I had to have that same mindset change. Right. As a, as a young man, I remember, uh, I got saved when I was 15 and I remember thinking my dad always had his girlfriends living with him. Mm-hmm. It was just normal. Um, I remember thinking, you know, drinking excessively was just going to be a thing. It was fine. Cause that's what I saw my dad do. Right. And I remember having to make decisions like that's not appropriate. No, Now I love my dad and my dad's got some great qualities about him yeah. and, um, there are things I celebrate about him, but those are things that weren't right that I thought were right. I thought they were okay. And I had to, through reading the scriptures, humbling myself, go, I can't be this person. Right. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And having to change my mind shift or my mind, my mindset of things, having to go, all right, this isn't how we see the world now. Right. And it's hard. It is. It's, it's difficult. There are some things that we now are, they're habits for us. Mm-hmm. And we have to go, I have to break this habit. Right. But, Good thing we don't have to do it by ourselves. Work? Because, I mean, by ourselves, we really can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially if it's uh, coming from, you know, a lifetime of habit. Mm. You know, like, for example, like you said, I always saw heavy drinking in my family. Mm-hmm. And I did too. Mm-hmm. There was always heavy drinking. There was always this. There was always that. There are all these things <clears throat> that become generational chains mm-hmm. that only the Holy Spirit can break. Work. And that with him 
through him mm-hmm. is how we break all these chains. Absolutely. And, you know, we don't, we don't, that's actually to me a ray of hope. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to do this alone, man. Yeah. We're not alone in this. That's Absolutely. why Jesus came, became a man, became like me, flesh and blood. Word. And, you know, he suffered through all of it and, you know, gave his life and all that. And it's wonderful. Yeah. But even when he left, even after he left, he didn't leave me alone. Right. He sent the Holy Spirit That's right. know, to guide me through all these changes and to help me have that grace Word. and that discernment to change my mind when, you know, when these things happen, yeah. you know, like this. Like Philemon is, is presented with this new point of view, with mm-hmm. this new version of, of life as he had as he's lived it, mm-hmm. you know, with Onesimus and, you know, through the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. I think is the only way that he'll be able to, to you know, change Word. his point of view, his mindset about, yeah. you know, and his thoughts yeah. about Onesimus. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a key aspect about the people they leave out is that we're not talking about behavioral changes. It's not like it's a 12-step program. Holy Spirit is active. And right. moving in the world today. And he does affect us. He does change our hearts on the inside. Yes, he does. Now, what's great is that he does that in multiple fashions. Yes. There is the instantaneous. Sometimes it's a, a, a working through some stuff. But then there's community he puts us in also. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those things where like, oh, it's just Holy Spirit. It's just this. We need all aspects of this coming together. Right. Working together. Right. Um, and when we see that happening, then we see real change. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you need brothers, you need that Saturday group of guys who meet with you that we talked about last week yes. that encourage you, challenge you, you need exactly. Holy Spirit to testify in your, in you about what they're saying mm-hmm. and take that encouragement. When we talked about last week about, about the mentors, about Matt and Scott, how they changed stuff in my life, yeah. Holy Spirit had to go, you can trust these guys. Mm-hmm. And I had to be willing to, to humble myself and listen to what they teach me. Right. And I had to make that choice. It needs both those things. We need the community. We need Holy Spirit. We need the Word of God. The, this right here, because there's yes. some people who are like this is what you need to do, and it's like, uh, that's pretty anti what this says. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? That's that's not that's not in there. Yeah, it's yeah. Not in that not, book. Not that it's not in here. It says not to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but and, and and here's another thing. Uh, uh, Scott is uh, Scott met me before mm-hmm. I was saved. Yeah. He wasn't just, he didn't just meet me when I started coming to church. Right. He met me before I, I had even started coming to church. Right. So he's seen the difference between Caesar before mm-hmm. and Caesar after. Yeah, yeah. And C- Caesar before Christ and Caesar in Christ. Right, right. And he tells me every chance he gets, <laughs> dude, you're different. Right. Like I can see it in your face. Mm-hmm. Even even uh, 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 Pastor Tanya has told me. Yeah, you we can see it. Yeah, you know the way you walk, the way you stand, the way your physical appearance yeah. changes. You know when you're in Christ, the Holy Spirit does that. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, no yeah. one else does it. Yeah. The Holy Spirit alone does all these things. Word, and this is what it's going through right here. Yeah, so good. All right, let's wrap it up with verse twelve. Uh, Paul talking again to Philemon. I am sending him back. Sending Onesimus back to Philemon. Mm-hmm. I'm sending the guy that stole from you. I'm sending the guy who who did you dirty, who you yeah. have every right to to scold, who I just told you is a son of the faith to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sending him back to you. And he says, you therefore receive him. That is my own heart. Whew. That's heavy. <laughs> He's going, take this man back. who You have every right to take a stone, and bash his head in. Yeah. Understanding 
I love him. Right. This is part of this is part of me now. I, I think that's Trump card number two. <laughs> 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 this is this is a heavy thing, man. Oh yeah. To to and again, it's challenge him to change his mindset and to see people differently. Right. That's hard. It is. When you especially when you've been taught to see people in a negative light. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of issues in the world right now. You have people who have been taught to see other individuals in a hateful and spiteful way. Unfortunately. In various, and we're not just talking about race. We're talking about, you know, social economic situations. We're talking about just lifestyle situations. And right. we're taught, you should see them as evil individuals, period, in discussion. Mm-hmm. But, man, when you begin to see how God sees people. Oh, yeah. Man. That's a shifting. Yeah. That's a, when you begin to realize this person who maybe is lost in a lifestyle that's very anti-biblical, mm-hmm. but God still loves them, still right. cares about them. It's like uh, that mindset that a lot of people have that they're beyond redemption. Mm. Philemon probably thought that Onesimus was beyond redemption mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to quote or anything because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't read it. Right, so. right. We're speculating. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'm speculating here, but as a, uh, as a person. Yeah. You know, as a human being, I can probably say that, you know, I can say that he probably thought of it mm-hmm. at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And when he was at his door, you know, opened the door and boom, that's the, that's him right there. Mm-hmm. He had probably, I was, you know, thinking up on this the other day and I'm thinking to myself, this guy had probably just prayed about this situation to be resolved somehow. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, okay, whatever. It's been some time. I haven't seen him again. He's probably dead. God, I release it into you. You know, I forgive him. And boom, he shows up. So he's presented with this. Right. With this uh, 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 opportunity, with this situation. Mm-hmm. And now Paul is telling him, I love this guy. Mm-hmm. He's not just my son. I'm not just his mentor or whatever. I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's important to me, mm-hmm. and I'm sending him back to you, knowing he did you wrong. Right, knowing you have all the right to do whatever it is you see fit. Mm-hmm. You know to resolve to make him pay. Yeah, the wrong he did to you. Mm-hmm. I'm sending him back to you, but I love him. Yeah, just keep that in mind. <laughs> keep that in mind. Right, that I love him. Yeah, and, and it raises up an interesting point. Um, Again, we, we we kind of joking said it, but like he opens the door and there's there your face. He's face to face with a person that he's been angry at, probably. Yeah, you know, and that's hard. You know, for those of you listening, take a moment and and ask yourself, what happens if tomorrow you open the door and the person that you have held most anger and resentment for the most is standing in front of you. And they're sitting there going, I know I've messed up and I'm sorry. Yep. Christ has forgiven me. And then there's your mentor, somebody that you love dearly. Maybe even somebody that that person cursed at one point mm-hmm. saying, I love them. Take them back. Like yep. ask yourself, how do you respond to that? Oof. When it's somebody that you've, you've held, you've harbored possibly for years, anger towards that's a lot of pride to swallow. Man. I was I was talking to an individual the other day who um, they're dealing with that right now. 
there was there's some stuff they're going through and there was a, a group of individuals they had a lot of a lot of hate towards love harbor freight and there was a um, not harbor freight that's cheap um, <laughs> <laughs> they're harboring a lot of anger towards but they um it was keeping them from walking is something very specific God has for them, something that God's commanded them to do. And I said, you've got to forgive them. Yeah. It's essential. The scripture says that if we don't forgive, we can't be forgiven. Right. And that, that bothered them. It shook them. Oh, it does. It does, man. Yeah. It's so. heavy. <laughs> but <clears throat> didn't a man once say, anger leads to suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, finish it out, man. Finish that line out, bro. I can't remember the whole quote, but it's suffering leads to hate, <laughs> and hate leads to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> I know, uh, kind of like the gist of it, right? right. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's uh, something that we we you know we learn as yeah. we walk in Christ. Mm-hmm. We learn to do. And as hard as it may be, because, I mean, I think Scott just said it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this life ain't, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, there will be trouble. Yeah. Uh, but with the with the comfort of the Holy Spirit, we can do it. Yeah. You know, when we submit to the Holy Spirit, when we submit ourselves to God. Word. You know. So good. So good. Yes, sir. Well, guys, here in a second, I'm going to ask Caesar to give us his big takeaway for today. But want to hear from you. How has this encouraged you? How has this challenged you? Reach out to us, mediahub at thbstreetport.com. And also, don't forget, if you'd like to hear Pastor's sermon on these verses, check out the link in the description down below, which takes you to our YouTube channel with that message. So, yeah. Caesar. Yes. What's your big takeaway? Forgiveness, man. Yeah. Forgiveness and keeping an open mind. Word. Because. Let me tell you that uh, God likes to throw curveballs at us. Mm-hmm. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to be ready, man. <clears throat> we got to be ready. We got to be, you know, we got to walk full with the Holy Spirit daily, totally. you know, continuing daily. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's mainly for situations like this. Yeah. Because, you know, you never know when God is going to tell you. That's a layman right there. Yeah, definitely. That's an isthmus right there. Right. You never know. So good. All right, guys. Well, until next week, have a great week. Have a good one.